Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is October 28th, 2022, and the news. Elon Musk is purging Twitter executives. Trolls are mocking tech reporters. It's a crazy day. The left is melting down over Elon's actions as he begins to take over the company, but he's not going to be reinstating anybody just yet. He's convening a council, a moderation council, which must review everyone's positions first. And then in more serious news, Nancy Pelosi's husband was mercilessly beaten with a hammer. An attacker was looking for Nancy and broke into their home. It's getting serious out there, man. If you like the show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. In 100 years, they will look back upon this day and they will write this is how Meme War 3 began. The great meme war may be upon us again, my friends, as Elon Musk announces, or I should say, well, Elon Musk announces he'll be digging in today in response to a comment from CatTurd, that's a Twitter user, about shadow bannings, bannings, etc. The report from Bloomberg is that Elon Musk intends to scrap lifelong bans on users. There is a plethora a litany of individuals who have been banned, and many unfairly. I'd say mostly unfairly. If, if somebody got banned from Twitter because they were posting child abuse or something like that, good riddance. If someone was trying to commit crimes, incite violence, good riddance. But so many of the people who were banned did no such thing. And of course, I will instantly shout out Project Veritas, who literally broke no rules. I guess they tried claiming that he was running multiple accounts, some other fake nonsense. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas is a journalist and a news organization, and they must be reinstated. Babylon B. I mean, it, it just there's so many names. Carpe Donctum posting memes. What did they take him down for? Milo Yiannopoulos. He may return. It's been a while. Carl Benjamin. Here's the story from Bloomberg. But mind you, I have some tweets to show you. The meltdown hath begun. And what's interesting about the meltdown from these leftists is that there's a whole bunch of accounts that are on the left saying, this may be my last tweet because I'm going to get banned or something like that. One user said, I'll stay on this platform until Elon bans me. And then someone responded, what makes you think Elon is going to ban you? And they said, that's how it works. An admission, essentially, that they know when they had ideological control of Twitter, they were banning their political rivals and they loved it. And now Elon comes in and says, we're going to make it fair and balanced. And all of a sudden, they all start losing their minds because they genuinely believe that. Well, I, you know, I'll put it this way. 
When the left comes out and says the right is does this, that or otherwise, they're projecting. That's it. They assume the right feels the same way they do about free speech or, or whatever, that that conservatives, that libertarians, that independents or post liberals would ban them. So they must retain the power to prevent that from happening. When in reality, they truly don't understand this large group of disparate ideologies because we all basically just believe in freedom of speech. Here's Bloomberg. Musk takes Twitter helm and acts sweeping changes as deal closes. For those that didn't hear, he fired the top executives, the CEO. He fired Vijaya Gade. Yeah, of course, I must. Uh, you guys know that I was on the Joe Rogan podcast. It was a big episode. That's why I've been referencing it with Jack Dorsey and Vijaya, both of whom are no longer at Twitter. And yes, I received many messages. There's videos that people are posting of me. And I must say that that fatter version of me in that podcast makes some good points. But this is uh, Vijaya Gada was the individual uh, Elon fired her. Elon Musk wasted no time taking complete control of Twitter, Inc. The billionaire appointed himself chief executive of uh, executive officer, dismissed senior management and immediately began reshaping strategy at what at the at one of the world's most influential social media platforms as his $44 billion take private deal closed. It, it, we cracked a bottle of Louis Thirteenth last night on Timcast IRL. It's a very, very expensive bottle of cognac. And uh, Jack didn't drink. Jack Posobiec does not drink. He had seltzer water. But, we had, you know, he had to cheers. So, so we all had a very delicious and expensive cognac. Musk 51 is replacing Parag Agrawal. I, I love, there are these text messages that are going viral of like Parag being like, Elon, you can't say these things. You can't do these things. And this was when he was buying a minority stake. Elon probably thought when Babylon B got banned, I'll buy a, a little bit, get on the board and try and make some changes. Then Parag comes out and is like, you can't say these things, Elon. And then he's like, this is a waste of my time. And then he buys the company and fires the dude. Oh, Chad move. All right. He's replacing Prague, a person familiar with the matter said, asking not to be identified, discussing internal deli- internal deliberations. The mercurial entrepreneur who also leads Tesla Inc. and SpaceX may eventually cede the Twitter CEO role in the longer term, the person added. And uh, Tesla engineers have been brought in to start reviewing the code. We are so excited. Now, I don't know what they'll discover, but I certainly hope that should they discover bias and manipulation that Elon Musk publish it immediately. It's for the greater good. Musk's acquisition puts the world's richest man in charge of a struggling social network after six months of public and legal wrangling. Among Musk's first move, changing leadership. Departures include, oh, departures. Vijaya Gade, head of legal policy and trust, Chief Financial Officer Ned Segal, who joined Twitter in 2017, and Sean Edgett, who has been general counsel at Twitter since 2012. Edgett was escorted out of the building. Whoa! Amazing. Musk also intends to do away with permanent bans on users because he doesn't believe in lifelong prohibitions, the person said. Here, here. I I think Elon probably saw the Rogan episode with me on it. I mean, especially considering the research he had to do. And that was a big component of what we talked about, that you can't give someone a life sentence for saying a naughty word. You could murder someone in real life and they don't. And it's like you could get 25 years. That's crazy. You know, but the point is, even though we understand that it's the most horrifying thing you can do, commit a murder. There's a lot of horrifying things, but one of the that we some people don't get life or the death penalty. Some people go to prison for like eight years. 
And yet on Twitter, they give you a life sentence. That means people, here's, Elon, free the political prisoners, time served. That means people previously booted off the platform may be allowed to return, a category that would include the former president, Donald Trump. It's unclear, however, if Trump would be allowed back on Twitter in the near term. Uh, Alex Brusowitz on the show on Timcast IRL last night also pointed out Donald Trump's Facebook suspension was a two year suspension, meaning come January, Donald Trump will be back on Facebook and Instagram. In response to a Twitter user complaining, they are being shadow banned, ghost banned, search banned, as well as having followers removed. Musk said in a tweet that he will be digging in more today. I love how they said in response to a user, the user specifically was cat turd. You know, for those that don't aren't familiar, cat turd is a prominent Twitter user. It's not just some random nobody. The takeover caps a convoluted saga that began in January with the billionaire's quiet accumulation of a major stake in the company. This we get free speech. It has returned. So it, uh, it shall be soon. Elon Musk tweeted at 8 a.m. Let the good times roll. He tweeted in response to Cat Turd. I will be digging in more today. Cat Turd said day one of Elon Musk owning Twitter. I'll be doing this every day to see if anything changes. As of now, I'm still shadow banned, ghost banned, search banned and Twitter removed 1200 followers today as usual. Nothing has changed. I'll report again tomorrow. Elon said I will be digging in more today. Oh, yeah. And the left is melting down. This uh, this guy, Abraham Eisenberg, I can't believe uh, Taylor Lorenz we t- retweeted this guy. And this is one of those nonsense legalese garbage posts that people try to make where they're like, I do not give consent to you to use my my words or whatever. OK, here's what he said. I do not allow Elon Musk or any other Elon related person to use my photos, information, messages or tweets, both in the past and in the future. And then I'll break down legally what's wrong with this. And I ain't a lawyer. This statement is to inform Twitter that it is strictly prohibited to disclose, copy, distribute, or take any other action against me based on this account and or its contents. This account's this account content is private and confidential information. Oh, man. Violation of my personal life may be punished by law. Note, Twitter will soon be a private organization. All participants should post a note like this. If you prefer, you can copy and paste this version. If you don't publish a disclaimer at least once, you'll automatically allow the use of your photos as well as the information contained in your tweets. Reading replies, he says there's anti-Semitism, blah, blah, blah. Here's the funny thing. Okay, okay, Abraham, let me let me assist you. Uh, who is this guy, Abraham? He's uh, an applied game theorist. He has 18,000 followers and he's been retweeted by Taylor Lorenz. I do not allow Elon Musk or any Elon related person. Okay, you, you, you can't, that, that's meaningless to use my photos, information, messages, tweets. The reason this tweet is just stupid is for one, Elon Musk isn't, Twitter is. Elon, Twitter is an entity and you can try and make an argument later, but uh, there's a reason why the legal documents will say, if it were to address this, it would say, I do not allow Twitter Inc., its subsidiaries, officers, and employees, henceforth known as the company, and, you know, end parentheses, to use the photos. The, the point is, Elon Musk isn't doing it. Twitter is a, is a company that is doing it. But did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. 
And along with their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. He says, the statement is to inform dollar sign Twitter. I'm sorry, Twitter's been delisted. So, uh, but I got, you know, he posted this before that. So it, it is strict, strictly prohibited to disclose, copy, distribute, taking the action against, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, using this platform, you agree to the terms of service. This won't fly legally. My favorite is when he says, if you don't post a disclaimer at least once, you'll automatically allow the use of your photos as well as information contained in your tweets and private messages. Bro, you're still publicly posting. Everyone can see it. You can't be like, I hereby announce to the world a thing, but no one better share that thing. It's like, bro, you just told everybody. Oh, here we go. Joe Serincion, as I pronounce it, I now approach every tweet as if it could be my last. Uh-huh. Who is it? He's verified. He's got 53,000 NATSEC expert, member of the CFR. These people genuinely believe that they will be banned by Elon because even though Elon is saying he believes in free speech, he's going to ban them. This is projection. They say all day, every day they support free speech. Then they ban people because they know they're lying. Well, I don't think Elon is lying. Pradeep J. Shanker highlights a tweet. It's a one individual, basically. I'm, I'm, they blocked me. But he basically said that no one's done more for free speech than Vijay or whatever. And Pradeep says she literally limited speech on the site. She was applauded for doing it. Her actions caused a chilling effect that exists to this day. You can applaud her actions if you like, but just don't go and lie and say it expanded free speech. It's just the opposite. Because they are psychopathic authoritarians. I, I mentioned this the other day. Aiden Paladin on Twitter, you can see it on my Twitter feed, posted citations showing that the left is overwhelmingly just wrong or like based upon greed, envy, hatred and violence. And she was basically saying all of this cited research shows this. This is crazy. And then posted a list. And boy, did they get mad. But it's unsurprising to any of us. They accuse the right of doing that. And sure, there's hateful people everywhere, violent, greedy, envious. But uh, the quote unquote right now apparently includes liberals. I mean, there are many liberals who are just blindly marching in the cult, but you've got a lot of post-liberal type individuals, me, for instance, Tulsi Gabbard, and uh, we don't agree on, on everything with conservatives. In fact, I was arguing with J uh, Jack Posobiec just the other day about this video and gun rights and, and you know, this, this shooting of a firefighter, but we're friends. We get along. We have good arguments. Danny O'Sullivan says, no word from the fired Twitter execs yet, but Sean Edgett, the fired general counsel, is hitting that like button. Well, he got escorted out of the building. This is amazing. What could have happened? When Parag and Vijay got fired, we just hear like, that's it. But he had to get escorted out of the building. How much you want to bet this dude was like yelling at Elon and saying you're, you're, you're dangerous or whatever. Jim Prosser tweeted, if the reports are true, Parag, Vijaya, Edget, and Ned Segel deserved a more serious appreciation of everything they did at Twitter than what they got. From one X tweet to another, we know exactly how much each of you gave of yourselves over the many years. Thank you. And this was liked by Sean Edgett. 
Don't let the door hit your bum on the way out, good sir. Don't care. I hope Elon fires everybody. I wouldn't, I wouldn't care if Elon went in there and just deleted Twitter and, and, and said, Twitter's a really unhealthy platform. I'm deleting it. $44 billion down the drain. No, he wouldn't do that. But here we go. How Twitter will change as a private company. The social media company went public in 2013, but Elon Musk is taking it private as part of his acquisition of the firm. And it's basically already happened. The uh, uh, Twitter's been delisted from the New York Stock Exchange. It's gone. I took a screenshot because I have 22 shares. Where's my money, Elon? I want my money. You owe me like a thousand bucks. I'll tell you what. Here's the deal I'll make. I think it's reasonable. In lieu of the $1,200 I am owed, um, all, all I, Elon, just you can come and sit and have a conversation on Timcast IRL. And if that doesn't suffice, then I will only accept payment in the form of you hand delivering it. Uh, let's say, what do we have? Uh, let's call it next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, uh, that I will accept uh, delivery of payment on those terms. I'm kidding. I kid. It would be great to have Elon on the show. I would really love to do a sit down with Elon and uh, Joe Rogan. Um, obviously, most people in the world would love to do something like that. But I think there's an opportunity as a follow up to the uh, Twitter uh, uh, podcast that, we, that I did with Joe Rogan back in 2019. You know, I, I think I've, I've since been on Joe's show. How many times now? It's been there was one, two. Is it four times maybe or three times? I'm not sure. And then he ended up coming on IRL. So obviously it would be really, really big for me. And Joe and Elon are probably like, eh, maybe. But I think it would be fantastic. Of course I would, though. It's it's a it's it, you know, it would be a dream show to do. Right. All right. Here we go. So uh, let's see. Mr. Musk was trying to take Tesla, his company private, quizzed Mr. Dell, who had done the very thing with his eponymous computer company in 2013. I was really asking him about, did he find being private was good? Mr. Musk recalled in a deposition about the Tesla effort. Blah, 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 blah. Making Twitter a private company gives Mr. Musk some advantages. Unlike publicly traded companies, privately held firms do not make quarterly public disclosures about their performance. They're also subject to less regulatory scrutiny and can be more tightly controlled. That means Mr. Musk can make over Twitter including tweaking the platform's content rules, its finances and priorities without having to consider the worries of the investing public. It's hard to run a public company if you think you should be the one running it and you're not open to other views from people like stockholders. Here's how it might change. As part of buying Twitter, Musk is merging the social media company with X Holdings, a corporate entity that he established in Delaware to handle the deal. X is buying out all of Twitter's stock and will control the service and Mr. Musk will control the holding company. That's very, very interesting. We'll see how that works. Um, what may happen is a holding company. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how that we'll see what happens. What happens to Twitter stock? Twitter will be delisted from the stock exchange. It already has been. Shares will no longer be uh, tradable in September. I, think about this. When Twitter stock, if you listened to Will Chamberlain, when Twitter's stock tanked from like 50 bucks to 30 bucks and Will kept saying he can't get out of the deal, he's going to have to pay the money. You could have bought, you could have put your entire life savings into Twitter stock knowing if you believed Will Chamberlain that it was a guarantee. They say in September, Twitter shareholders approved the company's sale and agreed to sell the stock to him for a $54.20 share. Investors will be able to claim the cash value of their shares. Cool. What happens to Twitter's board of directors? With the deal, the board of directors will dissolve and its nine members will no longer preside at the company's operations. <laughs> Mr. Musk will most likely appoint a new board made up of friends and investors. Yo, I want to see uh, uh, you got to get Joe Rogan on the board of directors. You just got to do it. Uh, 
The new board will be responsible for plotting Twitter's trajectory as a private company. Top executives have already been fired. Blah, 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 blah. We get it. I love it. This is a waste of time, Mr. Musk retorted to Prague Agrawal. Other executives who were fired include Ned Segel. We understand that under the merger agreement, Mr. Agrawal was potentially set to receive a golden parachute worth about $60 million. Mr. Segel to receive $46 million. Ms. Gade would receive about $20 million. It was not immediately clear whether Mr. Musk intended to make the payments. Oh, come on. The golden parachutes are happening. We can, we can say goodbye, good riddance, but these people are going to live like kings for the rest of their lives. They probably already do. They're probably already millionaires. Twitter has about 7,500 employees. Some of them have been, have been jittery. Aw. Their compensation is set to change. Employees typically receive stock options in the company, but with the delisting of Twitter stock, employees are set to be cashed out for their shares they have already had and to be paid with cash bonuses going forward. This is really, wow, this is really interesting. Most of these companies have been in the, most of these employees have been in the public have been in a public company and are used to public option grants, which are liquid. Going private, Twitter, Twitter will avoid some public scrutiny since it will no longer be required to make quarterly disclosures about health of its business. But they will face pressure from banks that lent money to, to Elon. He has less public pressure, but he's a lot of private pressure, and he gets it. Mr. Musk also took about $7.1 billion from equity investors to push the deal through. He may also face pressure from those investors who might expect him to take Twitter public again at some point so they can recoup their investment. I doubt it. I mean, well, hold on. Not in the short term. Elon has said he does want to take the company public again. It just needs to be turned private to fix all of these problems. In some take private deals, owners have opted to sell branches of their company to pay their debts. Mr. Musk could choose to do the same at Twitter. He could uh, reignite Vine a massively popular platform that has been supplanted by TikTok. Boy, was shutting that down a mistake. How about Periscope? Shutting that down was a mistake. Twitter has made such insane failures. I, 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 I am just surprised. It's conceivable that some aspects of Twitter could potentially be carved off, sold off, or spun off to raise money. Twitter uh, kind of pared down its core mission right now. They could get a little creative. There's rumors that uh, they might buy Rumble or, or do some kind of, some kind of deal with Rumble. If Twitter were to do a deal with Rumble, that would mean that I have a video platform that instantly has a million subscribers. That is insanely valuable. I have 1.36 million followers on Twitter. Thank you for following, following me on Twitter. I, I, it's kind of crazy. I can't believe I have so many followers on Twitter. I got to be honest because uh, I don't take the platform very seriously at all. However, Zuby tweeted at Elon saying, you need to reward your top creators. That will make the platform work better. I mean, look at YouTube. A lot of people are like, why won't you leave YouTube? I'm like, dude, monetization is a big factor. It funds the business to a great degree. Now, memberships at TimCast.com, it's a way bigger priority. But Rumble doesn't make any money. No offense to Rumble. We, we upload to Rumble. All these videos, they're on Rumble. You may be watching this on Rumble right now. But YouTube pays money, big money. And that needs to change. We have, to, we have to carve uh, at the machine and, and change it. This is great news. Elon, if he, so if he brings back free speech, if he unbans people, and then he finds a way to monetize top users, Twitter will flourish as the water cooler space for public conversations. If he does a deal with Rumble, man, that might actually displace YouTube. That could be huge. They're melting down, my friends. And Elon's not even done anything yet. Well, he fired the executives, so, uh, but we're all happy about that. Not they, not, not them, we are. So um, let's see. 
I have a feeling that come tonight at 8 p.m. for tonight's Timcast IRL, we are going to be cracking open the cognac again because I'm willing to bet we're going to see people return to the platform today. Bro, Project Veritas is priority number one. I, I know Babylon B, Jordan Peterson, Alex Jones, Donald Trump, Milo Yiannopoulos, Laura Loomer, uh, Carl Benjamin. There's a lot of people. The list goes on. I, I, I think we're going to start seeing it. Come on, let's get it. Elon, release the pr- political prisoners. I'll see y'all at 1 p.m. in the next segment on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. Welcome to a live segment on my, uh, I guess, flagship channel. We've got breaking news. It's changing a whole lot pertaining to Elon Musk. So that's why I decided to do this one live. And uh, well, so here's what happened. Normally, I record a little bit earlier and we got news that Twitter employees were seen visibly shaken as they were departing and being laid off. And then as I'm actually recording news changes that it may in fact be a hoax. So there are a lot of developments and there's going to be a lot of commentary in this one because this is a developing news story and there's a there's a whole lot going on. Some people think that Kanye West has been reinstated. We don't know if that's true. The Hill is reporting that his account is visible, but it was always visible. Plus, we've got a whole bunch of articles that are all basically saying the same thing. And it's a more of a more of a commentary thing. So I said, let's do this one live. So my friends, CNBC reported departing Twitter employees say layoffs have started as Elon Musk takes over. And uh, they were reportedly visibly shaken. And I think it's hilarious. But uh, uh, the narrative coming out of it is actually quite funny. One of the employees saying, I have a Tesla and I don't know how I'm going to make payments. Well, following the publishing of this story, as I prepared to address the layoffs, it appears the news shifted to this being this being a possible hoax. So we don't know for sure what exactly is going on, but we do have developing information. And that is Elon Musk has announced he will not be bringing people back just yet. He's going to be creating a council. So uh, until that council is convened, they won't be bringing anybody back. It's a disappointment. I was hoping that by tonight we would actually have, uh, you know, Trump uh, or Alex Jones or Milo or somebody back on the platform. Now, as I am doing this live, I'm just going to look at your comments to make sure that everything's working because I'm assuming it is. I don't know. A lot of people might be saying it's not working. Is it working? You guys comment. Let me know if it's working. We'll make sure it's working. But before we start reading this news and going through all of the salty tweets of many on the left and the the article after article after article saying Elon screwed up, it's the end of days, he's going to regret this. I think they're all really hilarious. We'll comment on this and I will take your super chats in this segment as uh, Friday. It's, It's a whole lot of fun. So before we get started, of course, Head over to TimCast.com, become a member to directly support our work. As a member, you're keeping our journalists gainfully employed. You'll also get access to the uh, Tim Pool Daily Show Uncensored segment, which is Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. There's a huge library of content, plus Cast Castle, Tales of the Inverted World. We get a new show starting up, I believe, in only a few days, hopefully. And that's going to be live commentary on mysteries, UFOs, etc. A bunch of really cool news and information starring Shane Cashman as well as some other friends and guests and hosts. But uh, we got a lot to dig through. So again, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show. In fact, we're doing this one live. So if you want to share it, by all means, go ahead and do it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. And uh, I'm going to read your comments, read your chats and super chats in this live segment as well. So feel free to uh, super chat away. I'm going to take a quick second and see what you guys are saying. People are saying live, live, live. Yes, it is live. Uh, people are saying it's working great. Glad to see that it's working great. And uh, this is, is this is filmed in a different studio. So, uh, oh, we got so much to go through, my friends. We've got uh, Robert Reich saying it's a hostile takeover. We've got uh, this tweet uh, from Yasmin Karam about employees who are laid off. Apparently, this may be a hoax. We'll see. Vijaya Gade no longer has Twitter listed in her bio, so that's confirmed. Oh, there's just so much to go through. The bird is freed. Well, let's get let's just let's just jump into it. Let's get started on this uh, on this segment. CNBC reported departing Twitter employees say layoffs have started as Elon Musk takes over. It's entirely possible. The context around this is that Elon Musk has brought in Tesla engineers to go through the code. Hopefully, we're going to see the ex- uh, we're going to see bias exposed, but you know, who knows? CNBC reports on Elon Musk's first day in control of Twitter. The company has started laying off employees, including data engineers, self-identified former employees, told CNBC. Deirdre Bosa says it's happening. Entire team of data engineers let go. These are two of them. In a follow up, she said they are visibly shaken. Daniel tells us he owns a Tesla and doesn't know how he's going to make payments. To be clear, I don't think the Tesla was top of mind. I think Elon Musk was sure. They're going to say a person who walked out of Twitter's San Francisco headquarters and identified themselves as a Twitter data engineer said they were just laid off by their director in person. CNBC was not immediately able to verify the identity of the people who left Twitter's headquarters and spoke with reporters. One employee at Twitter awaiting information about layoffs or projects told CNBC they were in the dark for the most part. Musk was meeting with relatively low ranking engineer engineering managers. This person noted a welcome gesture to some. Press reports before the deal closed said that Musk had planned to uh, planned cuts as deep as 75% of the headcount. However, he walked that back. We don't know if that's actually going to happen. Twitter did not immediately respond to a request for comment about layoffs. Musk finally took over the company, blah, blah, blah. It's breaking news, blah, blah, blah. And then here's, you know, so here's what happened. And here's why I'm live. It's because I was recording this segment. And then when I looked back at the story, a breaking news bar appeared and it said it was a possible hoax. And I'm like, okay, here we go. This is developing news. Tweets are flying in like crazy. We had a report this morning that Elon Musk was going to be reinstating people. Then we get Elon's statement that he's not going to do anything until he convenes a board of moderators, which I think is slightly a bad idea. It may be okay. But now here's the update. Same article. CNBC says a possible hoax about layoffs. Thanks for wasting our time. Editor's note, after CNBC published details of an interview with people who claimed to be fired employees of Twitter, several reports emerged suggesting it was a hoax. CNBC could not confirm the identities of the individuals. Okay, well, I'm not entirely sure it's a hoax just because of that. If you see people leaving the building and they say they were laid off and they say they're engineers, I think you can at least report the story as people claiming to be fired employees exited the building. If CNBC wants to report it definitively, fine, they can. If they want to then say, hey, it's maybe a hoax. 
Are you just basically saying maybe you jumped the gun on this one? Okay, here's the reporting. A couple people left Twitter headquarters saying they worked there and they were laid off. Maybe, I guess, Elon already fired people. That's confirmed. Vijaya Gade has removed Twitter from her Twitter accounts. She's removed that she works for Twitter from her Twitter account. And apparently she's actively going through her messages, her, her mentions and like removing herself from conversations. Here's Robert Reich. You know him, you love him. He says, we just witnessed a hostile takeover of Twitter by the richest man in the world who regularly tries to silence critics. This is absolutely what oligarchy looks like. Oh, I love it. It's been a good day. It's been a real good day. And that's one of the reasons I want to do a live stream because uh, I've been laughing and, uh, you know, I had some, 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 you know, those epic protein bars, these ones. This is, I got the venison one. Can you see it? They're so good. I'm just, I've been, in, I've been enjoying myself all day. Seeing all of these tweets, they're coming in endlessly. And I just don't know what else to say. It's, 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 a, it's a hilarious day. Robert Reich, this is what oligarchy looks like. You didn't care when a handful of other billionaires like a Saudi prince had a stake in Twitter. Elon Musk comes in and it's the apocalypse. Oh, spare me the naivete. But let's not be naive ourselves. From Deadline, the bird is freed. Elon Musk closes Twitter deal, opens new era for social media platform. Yeah, 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 we get it. The bird is freed. Is that seriously it? Okay. Here is Jack Posobiec. Media Matters president losing it. Oh, we have, we have an arc going here. So let's, uh, let's read. Angelo Carason says, this is when advertisers should engage the most here. All the more reason for the major players to make it crystal clear that they will walk if Musk follows through with his promises to roll back brand safety and community safeguards. So Elon Musk comes out and says the bird is freed. We all cheer. Then advertisers threaten to boycott if Trump is reinstated to Twitter. And now the reporting shifts. The initial reporting this morning was that Elon Musk was planning to reinstate people. That doesn't mean his real plan was to just press a button. His plan may have always been, you got to have a review board for this. And I somewhat ag- agree. I just, I, I think there should be a reinstatement immediately of like a hundred plus accounts that we can all name and think of off the top of our heads. As for everybody else, I, I get it, right? If it's, if someone's a political prisoner in the Twitter wars or the meme wars or whatever, you may, you may want to go through and make sure they, it's a legitimate reinstatement. But come on, Trump, Milo, Alex Jones, uh, uh, Carl Benjamin, Project Veritas, first and foremost, they broke no rules. That one was insane. I mean, Carpe Donctum broke no rules. That was also insane. You want to make an argument about like, oh, we think you're you're saying mean things, so we banned you. Okay, well, the point is we now believe in free speech, so we're going to reinstate these people. As for Project Veritas, they didn't break any rules. It's a news organization uh, being led by one of the last journalists in this country suspending them was wrong. And how about the Babylon Bee? How about Jordan Peterson? The fact that Elon Musk is saying this, look, here's what what he's saying. Twitter will be forming a content moderation council with widely diverse viewpoints. No major content decisions or account reinstatements will happen before that council convenes. No, 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 no. I I said it's a bad move, IMO. Free the political prisoners. Use the moderation council for the wider circle of accounts and then use it for future accounts. But a lot of people responded saying, oh, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing. And, And, you know, Ian Mousechong saying, I trust you to make the right decisions. I don't completely disagree with this, but I think this story right here has more to do with why he's slow rolling this. Now, I will pause. 
it's still all good news, right? Not, not a negative, not a negative. You know, we, we cracked open that Louis 13 and then uh, retweeted gays for Trump showing the image. And then I don't know if you guys caught this. If you were watching Tim Cast IRL last night, we wrapped the show up and then Serge hit the camera button trying to fix the camera. And then it created a hot mic moment where you just hear Alex Rusowitz say, I retweeted gays for Trump. And we went, oh, and then it cuts off right there. So a lot of people thought that was funny. But anyway, we were celebrating this. It's good news. Elon Musk already getting rid of some of these people is good news. But this is what happens from TimCast.com. The ink is barely dry on the contract for billionaire Elon Musk's historic purchase of social media giant Twitter, and advertisers are already making threats over the direction in which the company might move forward. About a dozen clients of Group M, a leading ad buying agency responsible for more than $60 billion in annual media spending, have told the agency to pause all ad buys on Twitter should Trump's account be reinstated. Why? Why? Anybody want to give me a, throw in a super chat and ask me why you think that is? And we'll read some of these in a little bit. Why? Donald Trump is a political figure who is active in politics right now. He did not say anything on Twitter, in my opinion, that goes outside of the norms of public discourse. He says naughty words, I suppose, but he wasn't like posting racial slurs. And now they're threatening to pull their money. I say to Elon, good sir, call their bluff. Do it. I said Google should do the same thing. Back during the first adpocalypse, Google's like, oh, woe is me. The advertisers are leaving. Tell them to screw off. Do it. Make them come crawling back. Now, I know Twitter is the most prominent platform for advertising. But just put it simply, if you don't want to participate in public discourse, we have no problem waving goodbye. If Coca-Cola or whoever else is, is working with this group doesn't want to be on the premier conversation platform, then they don't have to be. Come crawling back when you realize you've made a mistake. Now, with Twitter, I don't think advertising is the biggest play anyway. So some of them might say, we don't care, we're out. I've tried advertising. You know, to be honest, it actually worked. I, I spent a, a, a decent amount promoting Will of the People, the song we released just before the 2020 election. And I think we got like millions of hits on the song. And, and that's what we wanted. I was, I was actually really impressed. And it did translate to uh, external sales and things like that. I don't know if it was worth a total ad buy. Google's got a bit more power, but let's read more. Kylie Taylor, global head of partnerships at Group M, told the Wall Street Journal that other clients have yet to indicate how they will proceed should Trump return to the platform. That doesn't mean that we won't be entertaining lots of emails and phone calls as soon as a transaction goes through. I anticipate we'll be busy. Twitter permanently banned Trump in 2021, two days after the protest at the Capitol on, on January 6th. Musk said he believes it was a morally bad decision to ban Trump in part because the ban alienated a large part of the country and did not ultimately result in Donald Trump not having a voice. Following his ban from Twitter, Trump founded his own social media company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 we, so we get the rest. We, we get the rest. OK, look, I already made my case. I think uh, uh, Twitter should move much more quickly on this one. I think Elon should immediately meet with the with the uh, moderation, the, the trust and safety team and say, slow your roll. I think they can easily look at anybody who is banned for saying learn to code and reinstate them. And we know there are many people who are banned who did nothing. Seriously, who did nothing, who said something like learn to code. I think the editor in chief of the Daily Caller got banned over that. OK, well, here we go. I love this article. 
from The Verge. It's going viral. Many of these Twitter leftists are screaming, hooting and hollering, saying this is the real commentary. Oh, boy, Elon, you done stepped in it now. Welcome to hell, Elon, writes uh, Neelay Patel. There's some good points being made in this article, I will admit, but I ultimately think it's just wrong. Sorry. Here's the story from The Verge. You effed up real good, kiddo. No, he didn't. I love this. They say Twitter is a disaster clown car company that is successful despite itself. Okay. Agreed. And there is no possible way to grow users and revenue without making a series of enormous compromises that will ultimately destroy your reputation and possibly cause grievous damage to your other companies. Ah, yes. I like to call this the climate change fallacy. I'll explain. The turn of the century, 1800s to 1900s, there was great concern that horses poop too much and that all of the horse poop would be piled up upon the streets everywhere. And eventually it would be impossible to live or work in this city. Then they invented the car and all of a sudden there was zero poop. Mm. Now we have the same argument about carbon emissions in the atmosphere and uh, carbon uh, um, particulates or, or whatever. Okay, I, I agree. I think there's a problem with pollution, be it heavy metals, plastics, or, or carbon or whatever. But you underestimate humans' technological evolution. While I certain, certainly think we should pay attention to these problems, social problems, we shouldn't discount technological changes, which could actually fix the problem as well. The point here is, they're basically saying the only way things can be are the way we see them now, and there's no methodological or technological changes that could be made to solve the problem. Wrong. Just wrong. But let's read. He goes on to say, I say this with utter confidence because the problems with Twitter are not engineering problems. They are political problems. Twitter, the company, makes very little interesting technology. The tech stack is not the valuable asset. The asset is the user base, hopelessly addicted politicians, reporters, celebrities, and other people who should know better but keep posting anyway. Agreed. You, you, Elon Musk, are addicted to Twitter. You are the asset. You just bought yourself for $44 billion. Okay, that's true. Twitter's value set is the user base. Parler has good technology. Truth Social does, but it doesn't have the user base. So long as all the people are there, all the people want to be there, and that's where the value comes in. What I mean to say is that you are now the king of Twitter, and people think that you personally are responsible for everything that happens on Twitter now. It also turns out that absolute monarchs usually get murdered when ish goes sideways. Calm the F down, dude. Jack Dorsey was in charge, a charge and everyone yelled at him. And Vijay got a, we get that much. I think Elon understands that because he's been smeared and ragged on for every little thing that's happened at Tesla or SpaceX. But come on. And I guess PayPal in the past, because PayPal's certainly trash now. Hey, did I mention become a member at TimCast.com because we use parallel economy? And we, are, we have transitioned off of, of PayPal. They're no longer an option on the website, though some still, users still use them. Here's the point. Elon Musk is convening a moderation council. It's going to absolve him of some responsibility, but I do think it's a responsible thing to do. I just think there's obvious uh, reinstatements that could happen right away. All, but I want to point out, Jack Dorsey wanted Twitter to become a protocol that it can interoperate with a bunch of different social media platforms like Gab, Parler, or Minds, or whatever. If Elon moves in that direction, he ain't got to worry about anything. He can remove moderation from the system outright, period. And then it's just, hey, man, if you break the law, that's your fault. You see, this is the funny way in which these leftist liberals, Democrats live. 
If I go outside right now and I wave a big old sign that says whatever political message, ain't nobody can stop me. Oh, they want the cops to. You ever see that viral video where there's these guys, they're preaching, you know, you're going to burn or whatever. And then some dude takes a swing and the other guy just leans over and grabs his fist and then goes up, up, up with his finger. In the real world, you're not allowed to attack people who are saying things you don't like. For too long, Twitter was a daycare center for whiny, whinging leftists who just want everyone to be silenced because the naughty words hurt their feelings. Okay, well, I'm hoping that Elon turns Twitter into the real world, giving himself control of the real estate in the real world. Here's the way I see it. How about this? How about we do a campaign? How about we send everyone outside to stand next to, I don't know, a Coca-Cola or I shouldn't call out Coke, right? I shouldn't call them out. Stand next to the billboard in a city of a large prominent company holding a sign that says something, I don't know, that's politically offensive, something that Twitter might ban you for. I'm not saying go out and say nasty racist things. I don't like those things either. I'm saying the things that like learn to code. That's the stuff that apparently got you banned. Hold up that sign, take a picture, and then post it on Twitter. Because in the real world, we can stand next to your billboards and you can't do anything about it. Why is Twitter any different? Here's how it should be, in my opinion. If I advertise on Twitter, I'm not going to blame Twitter because someone said a naughty word and then it appeared next to my post. People can stand next to my billboards, too. Hey, we put up billboards in Times Square and there was like a naked cowboy or something. Oh, no, I'm going to complain and complain in Times Square. I don't like and they're going to be like, dude, people can walk around in the streets. What are you going to do about it? Hey, good point. How about that's the reality on Twitter? Let's read some more. He says, here's some examples. You can write as many polite letters to advertisers as you want, but you cannot reasonably expect those any uh, expect to collect any meaningful advertising revenue if you don't promise those advertisers brand safety. No, you can promise them that this is a public square and you can only be as safe as safe as as, as, you can only be as safe as society allows. So if it's illegal, they'll take it down. If not, sorry. I mean, think about it. Think about what goes on in Times Square. A dude. Look, I went to Times Square a couple months ago. Dude stabbed the lady. I I had ads up there. Did I complain to my ad agency? I got to complain to you. There was some violence there in the streets. They're going to tell me to screw off. They're going to say, then don't buy it. You see how that works? If you want to be where the people are, you have to accept that people have opinions you don't like. So blah, blah, blah. He goes on to mention that all of these platforms learned the hard way. Also, everyone crying about free speech conveniently ignores the biggest threat to free speech in America is the effing government. Keep swearing, bro. Which seems completely bored of the First Amendment. They're out here banning books. They're not. Elon, President Joe Biden, and former President Donald Trump have identical policy positions on Section 230. They both want to repeal it. Do you know why? Because the First Amendment prohibits them from making explicit speech regulations. So they keep threatening to repeal the law that allows social networks to even exist in order to exert indirect pressure on content policy. You see, these people are just liars. The reason why the left wants to repeal Section 230 is they want more regulation. And the reason why the right wants to repeal it is because they want it to be more of a free for all. I mean, there will still be some rules. It should not be repealed. It should be reformed. But the policy positions aren't for the same reasons. We see the Democrats come out and say, we got to regulate hate speech. We need more powers. No, the right comes out and says, you should not be banning speech. Get rid of it. It's protecting them. Section 230 makes Twitter immune to lawsuits for the things that I post or you post. 
get rid of Section 230. And theoretically, then if it's a blanket removal, Twitter might have to actually shut down. So it's, you know, fair point. But what we're really talking about, what really needs to happen with Section 230 is reform so that you remain immune from liability so long as you do not moderate. What's that? Someone posted illegal content? That's for law enforcement to figure out. Now, I think it's fair to say there are some lines we all agree. If it is if it is child exploitation, graphic images, these things should be removed. I'll, I'll tell you this. If you go outside in the public waving images on a sign of like pornography, you're probably going to get arrested. And in a lot of places, that is illegal. Interesting, nonetheless, because I wonder how that pertains to free speech. But there are still some there are still in many places obscenity laws. So I don't know for sure. But but, but let's do this. We get the point. This is a temper tantrum, and it's just one of many. If Elon Musk makes Twitter a protocol that can interoperate with other platforms and removes moderation ability from Twitter, but retains the real estate, he's got all the money and none of the responsibility. So it's just stupid. They have no idea what they're talking about. Here we go. Here we go. We can't let billionaires control major communications platforms. Oh, cry, cry, cry. Just keep crying. Is that all they're going to do? They're going to keep crying. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of everybody's time. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Here we go. I love this one. From The Independent. Rip Twitter. 2006 to 2022. Dead at the hands of Elon Musk. It is time to say our goodbyes to the social media platform that once was, as Musk begins his Twitter ownership by firing people at the top. Twitter still exists. Everyone is still on Twitter. They announced they were going to be fleeing to tribal social or whatever, and then they didn't. So they're here. It was so stupid, right? Well, here we are, my friends. I was hoping that by tonight for Timcast IRL, we would all be cracking open that cognac again, announcing that Alex Jones and Milo and Carl Benjamin and Veritas and everybody had come back and we'd shed a tear and say, just like the good old days of the great meme wars. But it's not going to happen because, uh, you know, Elon is he's going slow about it. I, I get it, man. As much as we are culture warriors and we want to see dramatic changes overnight, you're not going to get it, and you probably shouldn't expect to get it, but still positive developments. But I'll stress this point again, and then I'll start taking some of the, I'll read through some of the uh, super chats here. Elon should immediately unban political prisoners. That, that's, that's, that's a no-brainer. And Babylon B is a really, really easy example because Elon Musk knows for a fact the Babylon B did nothing wrong. That's it. For what reason does Elon have to not reinstate the Babylon B's account? He's a fan. He likes their content. He knows it's not uh, uh, horrible. It's just they made a joke. He's slow rolling it, I guess. So whatever. You know, it's October. We're about a week and a half out from the midterm elections. They're, they're happening now with early voting and all that. So fine. Maybe this is the October surprise. This alone is freaking out the left and maybe it'll rile them up. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But we'll do this. 
I'm going to look over here and uh, take your super chats, the, the, the limited ones that we have. And a lot, not a lot of people are super chatting, but I do appreciate that you are. And we'll, uh, we'll just uh, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it. All right. Let's see what we got. User not available says, Tim, what about that volcano? I have no idea. Well, what volcano? Uh, a lot of people are saying, what a glorious day. Dominic asks what office chair I'm using. I, I don't know. I think I got it at Ikea or something. D. Scott says, are you on the council? Be honest. No. Elon Musk tweeted a meme of me from the Joe Rogan episode I was on. And it was like the circle of me saying something, vagina, you know, and says something. And But, uh, you know, with even as Joe Rogan is trending and Cat Turd, by the way, shout out Cat Turd. Uh, we've, we've asked Elon to come on several times. He owes us no favors. It'd be awesome to have him on the show. But, you know, it's what it is. And um, I do think there's great value in me, Elon, and Joe doing a show talking about Twitter, it would be the same episode. It would be Tim and Joe talk to the head of Twitter about censorship. Um, however, it's kind of obvious. Elon Musk, the richest guy in the world, has no reason to give time for a show like that. Joe Rogan with the biggest podcast in the world. It would be good for him, obviously, with Elon on and, and us doing a, you know, a, a redux. But uh, I would greatly benefit for it. So it's no obvious the lowest guy in the totem pole is like, come on, guys, let's do a show. I want to talk to Elon. But uh, look, you know, we're doing all right for ourselves. So if the show doesn't happen, it is what it is. I would be a great proponent of a show like that. It would be awesome. You know, we'll see. All right. Inc. Latina says, I hear the employees gave Elon a list of demands. You are correct. They did. And part of the demands was, was that Elon should not fire anybody. So, uh, OK, dude, he already fired. Uh, he already fired people. As Doglog saying, seeing Tim on a lunch break is a nice surprise. Thank you for the super chat. Tom Bamore says Robert Reich is four foot, 10 inches tall. You are correct. Indeed. That's that's great. The Meep Kid says on Fridays, you should do Tim Pool live every week. I know it's difficult. I was actually thinking about that when uh, when I launched this, that it's actually a really good idea. And I think I might actually do the Friday Tim Pool segments live for uh, one reason, actually. When it comes to Friday night, Timcast IRL, our view, it's the lowest viewership we get for the week because at night people want to go out and party. I mean, dude, I want to go out and party. So actually giving you an opportunity to watch a live segment on Friday around 3 p.m. actually makes sense because then many of you go out and then come watch Timcast IRL Saturday, Sunday, or listen to the podcast. So interestingly, the podcast version, the, fr- the Friday show gets the most viewership out of anything. And that's because you have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday where everyone's watching one episode at their own leisure. Whereas the live show, it actually does recover by Monday for the same reason, but live show Friday nights, it does the least amount. All right, we'll read some more. We'll read some more. We'll read some more. Jet says, seems like Musk's Twitter buy is a good thing, but hard to trust someone who wants to plug us up to artificial sentience when these technologies already cause so much problems. Also, he's government funded. I don't, I don't think that uh, Elon's perfect, and he's, he's, he's praised China and said things like that in the past, so let's keep all of that into consideration, in consideration. Mimic says, Rumble climbed its ass off today. Elon should go ahead and start working with Rumble now to boost both of their worth while gaining access to Rumble technicians to replace those exiting Twitter. Uh, I have a bunch of Rumble stock. I bought it right away. I have a lot, so I'm actually really glad to see it's, it's, it's taken off. I, I'm still down. Because I bought right away. I bought right away. And of course, it's always a bad, bad idea on an IPO. And then it went down, but it's coming back. Ewok Jerk, he says, best distraction all week. Hey, thanks. Doc Q says, Tim, your videos have helped convince my 64-year-old dad to do a show on Rumble and YouTube. We'll do what we can here in Georgia to keep things in the right direction. More midday live streams, please. Yeah, I think maybe Friday. Um, live streams are 
a lot easier to do than recorded segments. Even though it seems like they're basically the same thing, nah. I'm putting the segment together. I got to make sure that everything's in order. If I record a segment at three o'clock and then by the time I'm done, it's 3.30 or 3.40 and I've got to get it uploaded by four and then news breaks that it was a hoax or the news changed, I'm like, oh man, that's so brutal. And then what do I do? Do I put it up knowing that the information already got outdated? You do it live. You say it live. Everyone understands a live stream information will change, right? All right. Blake says, hey, Tim, what do you think the prospects are of Elon integrating Doge or another crypto into the Twitter platform? 100%. I don't know if it'll be Doge, but I genuinely believe that Elon will integrate um, some kind of crypto into the platform. He would be insane not to do so. Absolutely. And we've already seen crypto spiking because of it. Master Keith says the cope is insane. The salt might is operational. Friends, Memoir 3 has begun. That was a joke I made. I said in 100 years, they'll write. This is how Memoir 3 began. And uh, and it did. And it's here. So Crayson says, I hate how the phrase top of mind is now appearing everywhere in order to make the diversity higher in the press secretary uh, position look less dumb. I noticed that, too. People keep saying in media, top of mind. I'm like, nobody was saying that before. She accidentally stuttered it out. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's saying top of mind. Yeah. All right. All right. Grim Vale says, should I feel bad for how good it feels to watch all the cultists screech at this? No, no, it's Friday. Y'all should go out and party. I hope you have a good night tonight. I got to say. Omega says, this is why I always say, Get a skilled trade in the event your cushy job that requires a degree never materializes or evaporates. Trades are better than a degree, uh, greater than degrees. Yes. And I would say learn to code. But I think the people that he's firing already know how to code. So learn to coal mine, I guess. I mean, I don't know if there's any coal mine jobs, though, but that's the best I can offer you. So take with it what you will. All right. Tommy says, can you tell everyone not to do anything dumb and further help the far left? I try saying it all the time. Guys, this is the most important week right before the election. You should sit on your lounge chair, mind your own business, hug your family, make money, have a beer, or I don't, I don't like drinking alcohol. We did have the cognac last night to celebrate. But uh, just keep it cool. Don't, don't, uh, don't give them any reasons to rile, rile up their base. Okay, okay, we'll grab some more super chats. Uh, uh, what do we got here? User not available says, Tim, what if they bring them back and then ban you? I mean, that would be actually really funny. So, you know, whatever. It'd be, I'd be, I, I really don't like Twitter, you guys. I really don't. That's why I'm tweeting insane nonsense. What did I tweet today? I said, uh, what, what, I said something like, uh, it, it's crazy how long it took for us to realize what a great President Obama was. So it was something like that. And then I, I said, you know, only now do we realize uh, the, the problem of overpopulation and the genius move of blowing up kids. You want to know what's really, really funny about Twitter with all the rules still in place? And I've tweeted this before Elon bought it. If your tweet is pro-war and pro-climate change narrative, there's no hit pieces. There's no smears. There's no leftist anger. There's no censorship. So if you say... Obama reducing global population by launching missiles and blowing up civilians and children. Nobody ever wrote a hit piece about me for saying that. The people on the right know exactly what my point is. The libertarians are laughing because they totally get the irony. And the left is like, well, 
It's in line with our agenda. Isn't that insane? It's just totally insane. You can make that point. Yet say, learn to code, and they nuke your account right away. It's amazing. All right. Hayden says they're threatening to pull money because of their fear of losing power. Coca-Cola and other companies are all in on public-private partnerships and ESG. When truth and, through, uh, uh, when truth and thought reign, it is, it's hard to force people into it. I agree. I agree. All right. All right. I'm going to go through the current Super Chats, but uh, I want to make sure this one, uh, uh, this appears on uh, uh, YouTube. Well, you know, we'll just keep streaming. Why not? We'll, we'll stream as long as we can. Christopher Hamrick says, Tim, you should start posting videos of you talking politics in a kitchen. Talk with your hands the entire time. Ah, yes. A fan of politics, girl, I see. I don't mind some of the points politics girl makes, and I don't mind some of the podcasts. It's, it's fine. When she had on this, uh, this Democrat running in North Dakota, I think North Dakota, and he was talking about what he wanted to do, and I was like, that's fine. The problem I have with politics girl, I should say the critique I have of her, is that it's all emotional platitudes, and it's all emotional arguments, no fact-based arguments. Like every time I see a video from her, she says, Republicans don't want to lead. Republicans are just cheating. Republicans are, are just bad people, and they're really nasty. And I'm like, Okay, but why? You know, so I try to make sure that when I'm doing critiques, there's reasons for it. When I say something like, even if it's a fact base, um, a fact statement, Joe Biden, his policies are the reason why gas prices go up. I won't just end there because the left responds by saying, that's not true. You're just lying. So I'll say Joe Biden is the reason gas prices are going up, notably because he shut down the Keystone Pipeline. That's one reason. Shutting down the Keystone Pipeline created a speculation, a speculative drive in the market. Industry uh, professionals and speculators realized that without the Keystone over the next 10 years, 20 years, demand will not meet supply. Thus, cost of oil is going to go up. Invest in it now, causing a drive in the price. But it's not just that. It's the banning of fracking. And it's him outright saying, I want to get us off fossil fuels, shattering confidence and outright threatening supply. Did I say demand won't meet supply? Supply won't meet demand. That's what I mean. You're going to have 100 people who want gas, but without or want fuel, but without Keystone, we're not going to be able to reach that number. Then Biden goes and begs Saudi Arabia for oil. So I try to back up what I say. Politics girl often does these things like Republicans are evil. And the only reason they don't like us is because they think we're evil. And I'm just like, I mean, it's a, little, it's a bit more complicated than that. But hey, I'll put it this way. Shout out, you know, no beef other than my personal critiques of her politics and her presentation. But uh, the right has emotional arguments as well. I just think that the post-liberal libertarian and right faction uh, tend to make fact-based arguments and logical arguments. And just the other night, I was arguing with Jack Posobiec about that firefighter thing. We disagreed and we're still friends. Hey, look at that. Bring the smoke, says Tim. You say we need to change the culture. And I agree. That's why I started a channel. I've sent an email to pitches several times because I'd love to work with you with my cooking show. So we basically discontinued the pitches email because there's a bunch of legal challenges in operating it. We can't have it. So, you know, we're just it's it's dumb, but that's the way it is. There's a reason corporations do things and we and we and we learn more and more as time goes on. Exactly why. So uh, I will say, considering I have to get this up on, a, on the podcasts, uh, on iTunes and Spotify, that uh, I will have to cut the stream in about a minute or two. So I'll just read a couple more Super Chats. Fearless Soldier says they nuked me for reposting a meme I found on Twitter from 2014, then nuked my new account when I started informing advertisers about illegal content being shown and solicited next to their ads. You should file a lawsuit. Uh, I think if the content exists on Twitter, 
and they ban you for it, even though it's already there, I think that's that, that should be ground for a, a, a lawsuit, um, mainly due to breach of contract. If they want to argue you violated the rules, you can say, no, I didn't, because that, that account did the same. It's, it's identical content. So at, at the very least, they would have to reinstate you, probably with a warning, or I, I don't know. Talk to a lawyer about it. Talk to a lawyer about it. Um, if I could do a longer live stream, we'd probably get the viewers up, but Doc Q says, the fact that you can pull in 24,000 live viewers at 3 p.m. on a Friday, keep up the great work, brother. Hey, man, that's on you guys. Seriously appreciate it. Thanks, thanks to, for, for tuning in for this special live edition. All right, let's see. Patrick Davis says, Tim Pool, you should publish the video games you've created. Would love to see them. I, they probably exist somewhere. When I was 12, I made a platformer where you were a dude running through a factory and there was no story. I just started making a video game. I was using, um, I think I started with Games Factory and Multimedia Fusion. It's been a while. I made some Flash stuff and it was a long game. It had a ton of levels and it was a basic platformer. It was... Um, it wasn't just a left to right scroller. It was a full like, I don't know if you've ever played Spelunky. It was a, you start in the bottom left and you worked your way up collecting all of the coins to eventually open the door to the exit. And uh, there was no combat. It was just like obstacle oriented and jumping over bad guys. And there were little machines. And I made, I made a, another game where you played like a stick figure running around and, and it was a shooter and stuff like that. They probably exist somewhere on some lost hard drive. I don't, I don't know where they are. Oh, Adrienne Curry in the chat. What's up, Adrienne? She says, we have nothing better to do than watch you discuss liberal heartbreak and tears. Life is good, isn't it? Isn't it? It's not so much about the liberals. It's about the, the, the cult members, the people who lie, cheat, and steal all day, every day to make money, to get power, and to just generally abuse the system. That's what it's about. But uh, we do have a new video game coming out soon. It's a, we're working with Seamus Coughlin and Freedom Tunes on, uh, on the art and everything. So it's basically a Freedom Tunes video based video game that we all worked on and, and we're doing the development. So that's really, really cool, man. Um, let's read a couple more. Uh, well, let's, let's, we'll, we'll, read, uh, we'll, read, we'll read a couple more because I do got to upload this to the podcast and uh, get that out for everybody. L Boogie says, all I care about is my 100 Twitter shares at 53. I could care less about woke, broken liberals getting fired. McDonald's is hiring. Ha Where's my money, Elon? Where's my money? All right, everybody, smash that like button. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Share the show with your friends. Become a member at TimCast.com. If everybody watching right now became a member, well, I'll be honest with you guys. If everybody who's watching right now who's not a member became a member, we would uh, make more money, I guess. But I'll be honest with you, with the challenges we face, it's, it's, it's personnel oriented. We can only hire so fast. Hiring too fast results in a bit of chaos. Um, we are looking to hire people to help expand uh, Cast Castle because uh, we, 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 we've got plans. We are launching a new show called Mall Store. We're in the process of acquiring the location for Mall Store. Rising Star says, I love that you are watching Nathan for you. Great show. Nathan Fielder is one of the funniest guys I've ever seen. And uh, the Mall Store idea we had is basically an, an, a pop-up store once a week that's silly and funny and it's a reality-based. And you know, I didn't watch Nathan For You until recently, but we've been working on Mall Store for months now. And I think there's a lot I can, a lot we can implement inspired by what Nathan For You did. And so I think there's an interesting, there's an interesting um, kind of overlap in the ideas. They're different, but there's, it's a similar format with a reality TV-based business model thing. So uh, now that I'm watching Nathan Fee, I'm getting deeply inspired by his genius, by his absolute genius. So I will say we're looking to hire a lot of people 
We are looking to expand uh, Cast Castle, particularly with uh, content creators, comedians. We have a few people in mind. Rusty Cage, we had up here on the show. Uh, we hope to work with him more so. He's got his own channel, though. So you, you get the idea. But, uh, but I'll wrap it up there because this will, this will have been a, a longer segment than I normally do, and I wanted to go live. So seriously, thank you, everybody who super chatted. Thank you for everybody who smashed the like button. Become a member at TimCast.com if you want to support our work. And we will be back at, Tim, at 8 p.m., TimCast IRL, hanging out with a bunch of cool people and probably talking more about all of this. So with that being said, thanks for tuning into this segment, and we will see you all tonight at 8 p.m. Early this morning, we heard major breaking news. The husband of Nancy Pelosi, Paul Pelosi, was mercilessly beaten with a hammer in his own home and has been hospitalized. The assailant has been taken into custody, and it appears this was a targeted attack. The latest information is that it would seem this was an assassination attempt on Nancy Pelosi, that someone was trying to find her, went to their home and instead beat Paul Pelosi with this hammer. It is psychotic and it is... It's appalling. And, you know, already we're seeing major condemnation from high profile conservatives. Some believe this was probably just a a random break in. But now we have the update. It appears it's not considering the degree of crime in San Francisco. It's why a lot of people probably said it's it's probably just crime. Someone broke into a house. It's a wealthy it's a wealthy house. And it just happened to have been Paul Pelosi. And I think one, one reason people didn't think it was targeted was because Nancy Pelosi is not there. And it's she probably wouldn't have been there. I mean, she's also working out of D.C. and, and, and many other places. But this is truly horrifying, my friends. And um, it appears it was an it was a, it was an assassination attempt. Now, I, I want to stress to everybody. Look, I've been talking about the escalation of violence in this country, and I have been warning that things will get to this point, And we're here. Someone tried breaking, someone broke into the Pelosi household and beat her husband with a hammer. I mean, it appears to be political. That's all I can say. But we do have a lot to break down as it pertains to the escalation of crime in this country, what's happening in New York. But we'll start with this story first from the Daily Beast. Nancy Pelosi's husband hospitalized after a hammer attack by home intruder. They say, Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was hospitalized for being violently assaulted by an intruder who broke into the couple's residence in San Francisco early Friday morning. Mr. Pelosi was taken to the hospital where he's receiving excellent medical care and is expected to make a full recovery. The speaker was not in San Francisco at the time. The assailant was taken into custody and the motivation for the attack is under investigation, the statement said, adding that Pelosi and her family were grateful to the first responders and medical professionals involved. While the full details of the attack are yet to be released, law enforcement sources reportedly told CNN the 82-year-old was attacked by a male assailant with a hammer. Two sources who spoke to the Associated Press on condition of anonymity said that Pelosi sustained blunt force injuries to his body uh, and his head, leaving him with bruising and severe swelling. The attack specifically targeted the Pelosi home, sources told the AP. San Francisco police spokesperson Sergeant Adam Lobsinger told the Daily Beast, quote, We will be making a statement briefly. That's all I can tell you right now. He later tweeted to say the SFPD responded to a home break in at 2.27 a.m. on Friday. SFPD Chief Scott will address the media at police headquarters. The United States Capitol Police said in a statement, the speaker was in D.C. with her protective detail at the time. It's not clear what security detail was at the Pelosi residence. Special, Special agents 
at the USCP's California field office quickly arrived on scene, while a team of investigators from the department's threat assessment section was simultaneously dispatched from the East Coast to assist the FBI and the San Francisco police with a joint investigation. Capitol Police said in a statement, adding that the assailant's motivation was under investigation. Larry Kramer, Mr. Pelosi's spokesperson, told the Daily Beast on Friday morning he did not have any information to provide. So we have uh, we have this this right now from ABC seven news, Paul Pelosi violently attacked. And they say that uh, sources confirm that it was a, a, a targeted break in. The suspect allegedly entered through a sliding door carrying a hammer and was looking for Nancy Pelosi. Now, they say they're investigating the motivation. But my friends, I think so far the reporting is fairly clear. Obviously, it's subject to change. We'll see exactly what this turns into. Terry Moran, who is the senior national correspondent for ABC News, said the suspect allegedly entered the house through a sliding glass door carrying a hammer and was looking for the speaker herself. Paul Pelosi's injuries are significant, but according to sources familiar with the matter, uh, he is expected to recover. Yeah, outright. Not okay. Horrifying in, in more ways than one. I will I will stress it to you, my friends. This is a very horrifying story on the surface and in depth. On the surface, we have the story of an 82 year old man whose home was broken into and was mercilessly beaten with a hammer. That in and of itself is horrifying. As we get deeper into the story, I want you to realize just how significant this is. This is a politically uh, charged attack, if it really is, that they were going after Nancy Pelosi. And what that means is we could be looking at a high profile assassination attempt. I know some people are already saying on the right that it was a false flag. They don't believe it. The election's coming up right now. I don't I don't provide evidence for the time being. We have to make sure we're calling out the violence. We have to. In greater detail and greater depth. I mean, my friends, I can say it over and over again. Civil war. You know, people don't want to believe it. More and more people are starting to agree. And I hope I'm wrong. You know, with with the Elon Musk Twitter buyout, the the episode of the Joe Rogan experience that I did with Vijaya and and Jack Dorsey is uh, getting a lot of prominence. It's, you know, getting clips are being are, are being shared and people are talking about it based on the things that we all talked about. And I wonder if people remember that at the end of that episode, I talked about buying a van and bugging out because if they keep doing what they're doing, it's the it's going to be conflict. It's going to get violent. There could be a civil war. I went back onto uh, Rogan's show, uh, I think a couple times after that. And uh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I went early during the pandemic and then uh, later on. So, wow, yeah, I've been on Joe's show four times, I think. And the last time I was there, I, we talked civil war. A few weeks ago, or a couple months ago now at this point, Joe said that uh, he, I forgot who he was talking to. It might have been Aaron Rodgers or somebody. And he was like, you know, I had Tim Pool on my show uh, uh, and he was talking about Civil War. And I was like, come on, you know, it's like you're going too far with it. Now I think he might be right. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, you know, I messaged Doe and said, hey, appreciate the kind words. 
I don't want to be right. I want to be wrong. I don't want a civil war to happen. So many people say like, you know, they comment, Tim Pool wants a civil war. That's why he talks about it, bro. No, no, I, I would rather sit in a lounge chair with my feet in some hot bubbling water eating bonelet. Well, actually, I like bone in chicken wings now. You know, I don't like the breading and everything. Eating chicken wings, hanging out with friends, maybe watching uh, some sporting event. I like Nitro Circus. That's, that's a whole lot of fun. I like watching action sports, like individual sports. I would like to go to the skate park and, and have those be the, the uh, worrying issues. Not whether or not someone is breaking into the home of the Speaker of the House seeking to beat her with a hammer. That's terrifying. And there's another reason you guys should understand this. If there's a civil war, let me just tell you, uh, who do you think the first targets are going to be right now in this political landscape? It's uh, high profile political individuals. Marjorie Taylor Greene has been swatted now six times. That is an attempt on her life. Glad she's okay. Hope they figure out who's doing it. We have been swatted, I think, 11 times, including my private home, which is that no one knows about as well. And, and I'm surprised. I don't even know how that was pulled off. And also we've had the bomb squad deployed more than once, twice to be specific. If there's a civil war, yeah, I, 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 I'm on a, I'm, I'm much, you know, I'm maybe on the middle of the, t- middle of the p- totem pole there in terms of who's targeted in, in, in these violent attacks. Obviously, there's people well above me on Twitter now with uh, the Elon Musk thing. People are pulling up their social blade tracking or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like the 7,000th biggest Twitter account or whatever. So it's like, I'll, take out all the marketing stuff, maybe cut the number in half. There are several thousand people who may be in front of me when violence escalates. But my point is, I don't want a civil war to happen. I want to be safe. I am worried about my own health and my own life. And with the swattings and the violence against us, my friends, my family and myself, yo, we were in Nashville. I was hanging out with John Rich and he said, let's go do a show at, uh, at, at my, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what is it called? What are those Nashville bars called? I don't know what they're called. There's a, there's a word, a honky tonk. That's, is that what it is? A honky tonk. And uh, we did. We had to cancel because we had a legitimate death threat and they determined it was credible. And I said, okay. I mean, actually I said, I don't care. Bring it on. I'm going. And then they were like, dude, if something crazy happens, there's children outside. There's children here. Okay. It's like, it's like the downtown area. And I was like, that's how they get you. You see, threatening violence against you, you can defy it. You can say you, I will not back down, but there's the safety of others involved. And so even if I wanted to, they weren't, they, they said, no, like, it's not happening, dude. Happened with Ben Shapiro. They threatened to arrest him. At, I think it was DePaul in Chicago. They said, if you enter the property, we'll arrest you for trespassing because of the threat of violence. And that's insane. It's crazy, man, that we've come to this point. I think it's going to get absolutely nuts. Rand Paul, he tweeted, no one deserves to be assaulted. Unlike Nancy Pelosi's daughter, who celebrated my assault, I condemn this attack and wish Mr. Pelosi a speedy recovery. Caleb Hall, who uh, Rand Paul was responding to, said Twitter has removed Nancy Pelosi's daughter's tweet where she endorsed the assault of Senator Rand Paul. It's from March 4th, 2020. The Twitter violated the rules. Christine Pelosi said Rand Paul's neighbor was right. Rand Paul was seriously injured. He had to get a piece of his lung removed. Paul Kane said he told us The other day, his biggest personal concern was not getting this because his wife has MS. Now he can't see her for almost two weeks. 
That's uh, Senator Romney. I, I think it's a reference to Paul. She said Rand Paul's neighbor was right. It's crazy, man, that it's come to this, that it, it's, it's getting this far. We'll, we'll do the uh, time travelers test again. If I came to you in 2015 and said that by 2020, there would have been a, a, a stor- the storming of the cap, that on January 6th, you know, a thousand so people would have rioted at the Capitol and uh, or I should say several hundred rioted at the Capitol fighting with police and that several hundred more entered the Capitol disrupting the Electoral College proceedings. If I were to tell you that there would have been the largest riots we've ever we've seen in 50 years, dozens dead. If I were to tell you that someone would break into the speaker's house with a hammer seeking to beat her with it and then beat her husband, would you have believed any of that in 2015? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't, and I know you wouldn't, because when the violence started escalating with 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 the Antifa and and uh, um, Proud Boys in 2016, 2017, 2018, and I said it's it's like this is going to escalate and get worse. People told me I was crazy. They said, "Oh, it's just stupid street protest. Proud Boys fighting Antifa will not escalate." Well, the story we have now is that someone seeking Nancy Pelosi with a hammer mercilessly beat her husband with and giving him serious injuries, significant injuries, and putting him in the hospital. Rand Paul was attacked. Uh, Aaron Danielson took two to the chest randomly on the street in Portland. If I were to tell you in 2015, 16, 17, that far left extremists would occupy large portions of of, uh, major cities with rifles and gun down random people, you would not have believed me. Even today, it's hard to believe large groups of far left extremists seized portions of major cities, occupying them with rifles and then uh, murdered several people. There was one story where they unloaded 300 plus rounds into a white SUV. I believe they killed two teenagers. I'm not sure if it was two or just the one. Would you have believed me? If I were to tell you now that we are dangerously close to a civil war. Would you believe it? Many people won't. They'll say outright that uh, no way. There's no, no way. I mean, I'm just, are you just looking at this story, dude? Look, it's one of two things at the very least. Maybe you believe it was a false flag attack because the election's here and they're trying to bolster Democrats and make the right look crazy. Believe it if you want. Maybe it was a legitimate attack. I mean, based on the reporting, I believe it actually happened. I don't believe it's a false flag. The end result is the same no matter what you believe. The left will see this. They will push it. They will claim worse things. They will say that there's going to be more violence. They will rally their side to arms, and they've already been doing it. The escalation from here is clear. It will happen. Here's a tweet from Ellen Barkin. Responding to The Hill. The Hill said Marjorie Taylor Greene warns companies that stopped donations to 2020 election deniers. You won't be forgotten. Ellen Barkin on uh, Twitter, verified with 252,000 followers, says these are the kinds these are the kind of direct threats that got Paul Pelosi violently attacked. They are obviously not done. What did what did Marjorie say? You won't be forgotten. What is what? What? How is that a threat? It's amazing, isn't it? These people are dangerous, violent psychopaths. It doesn't matter. You could you, you could drop a packing peanut on their head and they would report in the press that you tried to murder them. 
by dropping a, a, a dangerous object on their head. And they'll argue, well, packing peanuts can be dangerous if you inhale it. So it is dangerous. And you did drop it on my head. So, well, that proves it. That's the game they play. Meanwhile, you have Nancy Pelosi's own daughter advocating, uh, defending, supporting the violent attack that nearly killed Rand Paul. They had to surgically remove a piece of his lung because of the attack on him by his neighbor. And this is where we are. It's not just the direct political violence. It's the breakdown. NBC News tweeted, former Saturday Night Live star Chris Redd was punched in the face outside a famed New York City comedy club and hospitalized in what police described as an unprovoked attack. My response to this was, um, at, at what point can you, can you not say unprovoked? I mean, seriously, crime has risen so dramatically in New York, we just call it a predictable attack. It's only getting worse. Here we go. Man randomly stabbed. Teen brutally mugged in latest New York City subway crime. What is it? 29 people have been pushed in front of the trains so far this year. 29 people. I know there's millions in New York. But how many people have been standing on the subway, minding their own business, and they've been pushed into an oncoming train? Why? Why is this happening? And there's the latest video of the guy. He does it. He pushes a guy into the tracks and then runs. Why did he do it? He didn't know the guy. Why just murder someone like that? Because the system's breaking apart. and It's been breaking apart for some time. Things are getting insane. They are increasingly getting worse. Well, there you go. The system's in free fall. It's collapsing. The left advocates for violence. They call for more violence. They release criminals. That's it. They come out and they say that Marjorie Taylor Greene wagging the finger at a business is a violent direct threat. It's insane. But these people are evil. You know, look, I don't care. They're evil. They are some of the purest evil I've ever seen. And I think it's because there's been a growing evil that schlopped off of the, the left and formed its own weird leftist psycho cult. I don't know. I don't know. I can speculate as to why. But these people genuinely are evil. They lie every day. They escalate violence. They call for violence. They fund violent criminals. They're advocating for the release of violent criminals from prison. They want you put in prison for bringing your kids to a playground. That actually happened because they're evil. And, you know, there's, there's, there's so many people that, that think they're playing moderate, they're playing centrist. You're not. They're, you know, oh, well, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle here and the, the left is some. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. The science has backed this up. There is, there are conservatives, there are libertarians, there are moderates, there are independents. And those are all separate from the left, even liberals. Many people don't pay attention. And all that is required for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. So for many of these people, uh, you know what? Ian made a really great point. Ian Crossland. He, he mentions how he went and visited his mom and he said something like, you know, Biden really shouldn't be sniffing these and grabbing these little kids. And his mom went, eh, he didn't do that. And then Ian was like, here's the video. And then she looked at the video and she goes like, he, he should not be doing that. And Ian's like, I know. Ian's mom's not a bad person. She's just not paying attention to what's going on. And not everybody has to. But I guess these days you kind of do now. It used to be that you didn't have to, but now you do. Because if you are the good person doing nothing, then you 
are all that is required for evil to triumph. And it is. It is triumphing. So what do we do? I don't have all the answers, my friend. Step one is going to be go vote and vote Republican. That's just the reality. The Democrats are, 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 are absolutely psychotic. And I, and I, and I watch and, and, and read a lot of what they write. I follow a lot of these people. They said, here's what we're seeing now from many of these personalities. Herschel Walker can't even string a sentence together and is unqualified to be in the Senate. Go vote for John Fetterman. He's a good dude. Okay, that's evil. It's outright evil. 100% evil. Why? Herschel Walker does struggle to, spring, uh, to string sentence, sentence, sentences together. I don't know if I would vote for him. I'm not a big fan. John Fetterman can barely communicate, nor under, can he understand words said to him. It's a very big difference. Now, they're in the same field, but saying Herschel Walker is just stupid is different from saying John Fetterman is disabled and incapable. But that's the lie. The lie is, how, how, how can you vote for Walker? He can't even say a sentence. Like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I hear you. But you better go vote for Fetterman, they say. Are you, are you nuts? Joe Biden couldn't string a sentence together either. Look, they hate you. They hate you. They hate you. They'll gloat when you die. We see it on Twitter. They call for the death of the Covington kids. Remember that? Nick Sandman was the victim of an adult man getting in his face and banging a drum in his face. And they called for his death. These people are evil. It is a violent mob of psychopaths. Violence isn't the answer. We need to win politically and control the system and restore order. What happened to Nancy Pelosi's husband was chaos. More chaos is not going to solve these problems. It's not. Order will. Things have become too chaotic. And it's getting bad. It's getting real bad. Everybody needs to understand two things. One, the violence is wrong, period, across the board. The violence against uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband is extremely wrong. And I'll tell you this, politically, it's helping Democrats. And that's why people are calling it a false flag, because whoever this moron was, he's tremendously helped Democrats. Do not engage in this stuff. It does not work. I can show you all the polls from BLM. They had tremendous support and then they rioted and they lost everything. Violence only hurts your cause. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.